Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Bobby Joy. A joyful name for a joyful woman. You know, they say that some women are ageless. Well, we're looking at one today, ageless. Um, she looks 35 and add another 40 <laughs> to that. And, and, you know, this is because... She's taking care of herself. Part of it is genes. And part of it is knowing how to do the makeup that's going to uh, enhance who you are rather than kind of camouflage you. She's written a wonderful book called Bobby Joy, um, Raising Eyebrows, Confessions of the Beverly Hills Makeup Artist. And I'm sure she's got some juicy stories to share with us. And uh, Raising Eyebrows, well, you know, even that in itself has uh, some very interesting things because eyebrows have most certainly changed through the years. They've been thick in the 90s. They were like pencil thin in the 70s and you know now it's meant to be all natural and it's you know trying to keep up with makeup trends is something that's very very hard but wearing makeup that not only is good for your skin that complements who you are as a person but also not reflecting your age per se but you know it's not the teenage makeup you wear when you're at the 50s 60s or 70s it's makeup that really makes you look as as beautifully natural as possible that's right so many wonderful tips we're going to be hearing from her today plus some juicy stories and you know we're online nowadays folks and so many people in their business have had to go online now because they cannot meet people in person so how do you wear makeup for the online camera, for those selfies that everyone is taking every five minutes, what kind of makeup, how should you present yourself? Because it's different. It's different from when you're in person. So I can't wait to dive in, Bobby, and uh, pick your wonderful brain. And and really, right for the start, I do not believe it as... as um, Trump says, show me your birth certificate. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me. I really appreciate <coughs> my being here. This is my first podcast I've ever done. You've got to be kidding. No, You've got I'm to be not. kidding. I'm very honored. I'm very yeah. honored you are here with me. <laughs> and I wanted to make a comment about eyebrows since you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing that I've always said, because I was an eyebrow specialist for, for many, many years, is that eyebrows... Whoop, having a bit of a wobbly. All of these things were... where, where are we starting? We're starting right now, love. We had a wobbly and we have to understand, folks, we're in retrograde. If you don't know what that means, ah. it means that it messes with the internet, right? So if we that. get a few wobblies, don't worry about it. We, we will get back to you. <laughs> we don't want to miss a word. <laughs> Please continue, love. All right. So with regard to eyebrows, um, as I know that one Friends was on uh, the TV show, a lot of, of the girls on that show made their eyebrows very thin and it became like a fashion statement to have mm-hmm. skinny eyebrows. And then when they went to grow them back they couldn't grow them back Mm. because a lot of them don't grow back and it's certainly the older you get the harder it is for them to grow back (laughs) and what makes somebody very youthful looking as you look at young people is they have nice big thick eyebrows until such time as somebody gets a hold of them and thinks that it's okay to make them look thinner and thinner 
So my, my main concern is always to say to people that it's not a fashion statement. It's a way of uh, creating a frame for your face, for your yeah. eyes. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make that clear because I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about eyebrows. I'm a 70s chick. So, of course, you know, um, the cabaret came out and everybody went to just like the tiny weeny pencil eyebrow. Mm -hmm. And I don't have an awful lot of eyebrow as it is. My eyebrows stop short. And, you know, I'm now in my 60s. And so the eyebrows are beginning to have the unicorns, you know, the, the white ones that stick out and you pluck oh, them. Oh, I, I don't have, I have no idea about yeah. those. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they're getting thinner and thinner. And I, and I keep saying to the makeup people, you have this kind of eyebrow pencil for, for the youthful people, but why don't you have an eyebrow pencil that repre represents us gray hairs? We don't want a gray eyebrow, but we no. want something that's more in tune with it. And it doesn't seem to be out there because you're right. The eyebrow is the frame. It's, yeah. It frames the eyes and it frames the face and then kind of the eyes and the lips, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah don't go plucking, folks, you know, because it is hard to grow back. One of the things, that, and, I, and I do have a whole section on makeup in my book, even though it's not quite a makeup book, mm -hmm. but one of the things that I tell people is if they, if they want to tweeze their own eyebrows, that they should draw on the eyebrow that they want. Mm. And then only tweeze the hairs around it mm -hmm. so that when they take the pencil off, they actually still have an eyebrow left. Right. right. <laughs> oh my God, where did it go? <laughs> well, because you have a tendency to take one and then you go, hmm, I don't know, maybe, yes. maybe I should take that one. And then before you know it, you've got very, very, very skinny, you know, eyebrows. So it's that's why. Way, yeah. Same yeah. thing when you're trimming your hair, right? Oh, that's lopsided. And I chop this lopsided. And the next thing you know, you've got you know, like an inch of hair left. It's true. lopsided. It's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, working for the for Beverly Hills, I mean, you know, makeup. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, makeup should be something that enhances the natural beauty. Um, but you know, in the 70s, it was very heavy eye makeup, very heavy eyeliner. And I used to work for um, a makeup artist who, and whatever new makeup came out, she demonstrated it on me. And you know, I hated the false eyelashes and like so, you know, because you felt like you were like this and. Uh, the more le, le, the less you have on, the more natural it looks. With just a touch of color, really does kind of enhance the beauty of of a person more, doesn't it? Yes, but it also depends a lot on your coloring. It, yeah, uh, you know, your hair coloring, your skin tone, all of those things are very important because uh, some people need a little bit more makeup. I'll mm -hmm. tell you a quick story about a woman that I that I know that decided that she wanted to let her hair grow gray, and I said, you know, you really don't have the complexion for someone with gray hair. So if you do that make sure that you wear a little blush and a little lipstick, just something to warm you up, to give you a yeah. little color, because it tends to suck all the color out of you. Mm -hmm. And she says, oh, I'm not going to do that. And I said, well, you know, you may change your mind. Mm -hmm. Well, I see her walking on the streets today, gray hair, no makeup. And it's kind of like, um, don't pay any attention to me. You don't even have to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of hiding behind you know, myself this way. Right. And I think that's what a lot of women do. They, um, they don't want to call attention to themselves or they think, oh, I got wobblies again.
Okay. Okay, love. Sorry, we've got a wobbly. We don't want to miss anything. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, so uh, it's very, very important that you don't hide from who you are, mm. but that's what a lot of women do. A lot of women, even when they're younger and they get divorced, mm -hmm. they think, who's going to want me? It doesn't matter. I have kids. I'm busy, you know, and they don't take care of themselves. And so it's very hard to um, attract people to you it doesn't matter it doesn't mean men right you know if you're a woman it doesn't mean that it means anybody it could be the butcher it could be the what <laughs> just to have a warm friendly conversation right. with somebody you're more apt to get that kind of attention if you look as though you've taken care of yourself it, it, I think it goes across the board in anything that you do in life is that, you know, you do not have to wear the Armani suit and have the buff on hair. It's, you know, something that speaks to your personality, speaks to your character, but you're comfortable in and that you look warm and friendly. And, yes. you know, spending a little time in yourself. You know, I, I live with an 87 year old who's got more energy and more tenacity than I have. I mean, she's just, you know, a sprinter, but never bothered with her face whatsoever. Didn't have time didn't have time and she's wrinkled as hell now, right? Because she didn't have time and now she's trying to unwrinkle herself, which is a little late, right? They don't have an iron for that. No, <laughs> I'm sure it's to come. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not here yet. I know. And the thing is, is I've always taken care of my skin because I have dry skin. I also have um, eczema. So it was always something that right from the age of 14, I was moisturizing my skin, being careful what kind of makeup I used. And, you know, it's, it's a part of you. It's the first part that people see on you. When we're looking at the stars, you know, before we look at the body and the hot body and everything, it's the face. We're looking at the face. So what is the face saying about you? I have completely silvery gray hair now. I went there three years ago. And I've had to change my entire color wardrobe and makeup accordingly, mm -hmm. which is fine. It just is kind of exciting and get out of those old colors and go into new colors that I never used to be able to wear. But and it's very becoming on you, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank but you. But I yes. think that's because you also do take care to have mm. makeup on. Yes, exactly. I look at it this way. If I want you to talk to me, I want to present myself to the best manner I can. Right. Out of respect. Exactly. Respect for myself, respect for the fact that you've got to look at me while I talk. So, you know, I don't want to kind of look half haggard and I don't care and my hair's all ruffled and I don't care. I look like the way I look. But you're saying to people that you don't care about yourself. Right? right, exactly. There was a woman that was a client of mine and she was a young woman and she was looking for her guy. And mm -hmm. she, um, it was, I think it was before the dating apps, but anyway, she, every, every week or two that she came in, she would say, oh, I have a date tonight. What should I wear? How, you know, can you put a little makeup on me? Um, so forth. And so she was very excited about all of that. And finally, one day she came in and she says, I met the guy. And I said, that's fabulous. And she looked great. And before you knew it, she was engaged. And then she, and always putting her makeup on, always looking cute and whatever. And then they got married and she got pregnant. She got pregnant and she looked adorable. And she was dressed so cute with all her little stuff. And then she had the baby. And I didn't see her for a while. And she came in and she looked terrible. And I said, what happened to you? She says, oh, well, you know, I have a baby and I don't have time and whatever. And I said, 
well, other people have babies and they, they have time. I said, I used to take my baby and put them in a little, you know, put them in a, a seat and put it next to me on the sink. And I would do my makeup while I would talk to my baby. Right. She says, well, I don't, I go to the park every day. And I just, and I said, okay, so you leave in the morning and uh, your husband sees you like this. And he says, goodbye. And she goes, mm-hmm. And I said, and when he comes home at night, she says, well, I'm kind of the same as I, you know, when I, when he left. And I said, really? I said, you know, those girls at the office with the short skirts and the high heels, I bet they're starting to look pretty good to him right now. Mm-hmm. And she went, oh my gosh, you know, I never thought about that. Yeah. And I think a lot of women don't think about no. that. No. I mean, yes, it's okay to be all natural. You know, but you've also got to know a little effort goes an awful long way. Right. You know, it, it's not only representing yourself, but it's also respect of other people that are looking at you. You know, I don't care if you're a T-shirt or, and, and shorts guy. That's fine. But does the T-shirt fit? Do the shorts compliment you? You know, is, is it a part of your persona that matches? Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I used to have a business, you know, fashion is my passion. And I would take people shopping for clothes, get their hair and makeup done for people who are coming out either of a marriage or the kids are grown up or going back into the workforce and kind of have let themselves go. And it was like, no, 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 that's, that's fashion. But is it your fashion? Don't be a slave to it just because it's what's current. Is it current for you? You've got to have something that you can wear, not that wears you. And that goes for our makeup as well. It doesn't mean more is more. Sometimes oh, more is, is more. usually not more. No. <laughs> more is what you see all the time now yeah. on YouTube. You see these 12 year olds even, and they erase their face and then they draw a new face on. And it's nothing to, it has nothing to do with who you are from the no. inside. So you are not projecting it. You're projecting the thought of being somebody or something else. And that drives me crazy, I have to say, because, you yeah. know, I've been doing this for 50 years. Mm. And I think that, you know, the women who feel the best about themselves are the women who accept who they are and do the best with what they have, Precisely. not trying to be somebody else. You can't be Kim Kardashian, you know, uh, even though all these young girls seem to want to do that and their sister and her sisters. Um, it would be much more interesting and much more creative and more, much fa- more fashionable and everything if you could create who you really are. Yes. But isn't that life's lesson anyway? We're here to discover who we are, our yes. self-discovery. What is our instrument? How do we learn to play it? Which orchestra do we bring it to? You know, we're here to represent mm-hmm. ourselves from the inside out. But our outsides should match our insides. So if we are full of love and joy and exuberance for life, then the outside needs to reflect it. If you're going around all dowdy on the outside and that you don't care, it means you're not caring on the inside as well. So those two need to match because That's they are correct. representative of who you are. You've got to be willing to do the work. You've got to be willing to go through the process of life to take the journey. And it's a wonderful journey if you're willing to participate in it. And your natural beauty will come out that you then just enhance a little bit. There's a, um, what I did in the book, I actually have three or four chapters that are devoted to makeup. Mm -hmm. And in those chapters, the last, I think it was, I do makeup lesson for people and all of that. But I do um, a five minute makeup. 
it's like, there's no excuse. Right. It's five minutes. Yep. You know, you can do five minutes. Yep. And, you know, for, for some people, the five minutes is just to get out of the house to go to the market and feel like they're, you know, alive. Right. For another person, it's, it's the five minutes that's all they're going to do ever. Right. So, you know, but at least I give them the opportunity to utilize that little bit of time to figure out how to make themselves feel better, feel, yes. just feel pretty. I'm probably five to 10 minutes. You know, I, I never go without moisturizer. I use base. Uh, mm -hmm. I put on some eyeliner, mascara and lipstick. Yes. And I, and I powder the face when I'm doing interviews so that I'm not shiny. Right. That's it. It can take me five, eight minutes. That's it. And, and I will never go out. I might go out without the eyeliner, but I never go out without that makeup on because I want to represent myself in, from the inside out and my outside doesn't always match. So I'm going to use this wonderful thing called makeup. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not about painting a face I want to do. <clears throat> it's about complimenting the face that I have. Right, exactly. It's interesting. Um, I, when I moved to Beverly Hills, because I, I didn't grow up here, I moved here uh, for my children, for, for the education. And, but I had been working here. And so I dealt with all kinds of fancy Beverly Hills ladies and whatever. And then when I got involved in doing things for um, the city, um, the fire department, the police department, raising money and doing things mm -hmm. like that, uh, there were events. And I thought, wow, I have to get, I have to be like these ladies. And so I would go to the department store and buy things that I couldn't afford. Right. And, right. And, um, and I noticed something at these events because it didn't take me very long to realize that I didn't have to do that, mm -hmm. that there were women that went, oh, wobbly again. Mm -hmm. So these women didn't realize that picking something off of a mannequin was not necessarily the right thing for them, but it was in fashion. Yes. It was pretty. It was mm -hmm. whatever. And so, but then they bought the whole thing, you know, and it did, they didn't like, let me have the, the, the earrings to go with the shoes that went with the outfit. And I started to realize that most of these people, most women really don't know how to shop. So I totally understand mm -hmm. For, you know, what you were doing. My clients ask me all the time. In fact, I used to post myself from top to bottom and say, you know, my outfit was from Zara and nice. my, you know, so, because I, I wanted them to understand that it's a, it's not a question of just buying it because it is, it's buying it because you understand what looks good on you and how it's going to represent you and how good you feel in it also. That is the key. How good do you feel in it? Because how good you feel in it, it could be a million dollars. I used mm -hmm. to have a dress store and uh, we had a huge big event here in, in Vancouver, Canada of a big hotel opening up and uh, lots of celebrities and lots of big people going to be there. And I had a, a young woman saying, you know, her husband was part of the architecture there and she was invited and she said she was you know, a sporty person who is always out running around with the kids and sporty and not really, you know, kind of dressing. So I put her in a simple dress, um, just showed her how to simply do her hair and her makeup. And I said, bring your joy, bring your joy. That's your, that's your accessory, your joy of life. And she went out there and she said, people were wearing dresses that you know were 5,000 or 10,000. And she that's was wearing right. something under a hundred dollars. And she said, I felt like a million bucks and I had so many compliments all night long. 
Yes. It, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do. It really doesn't yeah. have anything to do with money. I try to tell women that all the time. This is not about money. You don't, don't have around to walk with a price around tag? with a price tag or a name. <laughs> or a name. Or a name for yes. that matter. I mean, it's not, uh, look it, I have named things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I admit that I do, but I don't know now in it, my age that I am now that I need that. Right. Exactly. You know? It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm a weightier person now, especially after COVID. I oh, discovered yeah, well, oatmeal raisin cookies. <laughs> yeah, I, believe me, I know. I've, I have chocolate chip scones. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, they sound good. They are. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is that our, our bodies are going to change shape as we get older. It's, it's a natural process. Stop fighting it. Right? right. And for some people, they're very active or they're naturally thin and they look fantastic. I have a friend who's 66 and she's wearing a bikini and she looks sensational. Right. It's not me. You know, I've always been a more curvy type person. I've just got curvier. So do, so do I go out and, and panic about it? No, I go out and dress appropriately. Doesn't mean dowdy, but it just, right. I'm, I'm hippie chic. That is normally what I wear, gypsy type clothing, and that's who Sarah is. And it's, do you feel comfortable in it? Can you wear it, you yes, know, where yes. you feel comfortable and it doesn't matter what your weight is and, and uh, or where you got it from? Uh, you feel comfortable in it and you feel comfortable in your own skin and your face and hair and, and everything else, ex, you know, shows that that is your accessory. And then people are going to think that you, you know, are dressing in the million bucks. I had That's a woman right. at school who used to, she cough, it confessed to me once. I was a volunteer at the school. So always there every morning. And she confessed to me once, very timid woman. And she said, I stay around every morning to see what you're wearing today. I've and heard that I, one too. I know uh, it's funny, isn't yeah, it? And, yeah, and, and she, little did she know I was a budget shopper. I would buy things on sale. I'd buy things from secondhand stores, you know, charity shops. And it's just how you carry it, right? How you carry it, how you put it together, yes. how you accessorize it, yeah. and how you put yourself out there. I mean, exactly. It's so many things. It's all those things. It is. No, you know, Hollywood, uh, you know, um, unfortunately for many stars, they get caught up in the trap of that it maybe is their looks that have really got them in there in the first place and they've got to maintain that look and they become a slave to kind of keeping that look. Or, you know, there is this constant persona that they've got to look perfect and they cannot be caught without makeup or caught with any downtown. And I think that's actually changed quite a bit now where people are more relaxed at, you know, how people, they're wearing yeah. sweats when they go out, but they fashionable sweats and they make it look good. But you must have come across quite a number of people, you know, through the years who, who really kind of became a slave to the look. Well, there are certain people that I've worked with. I work with a lot of celebrities. I had a 20 year run with uh, working in television and film and print and commercials, and it was all celebrities. Yeah. And I will say that almost every single one of them is fabulous. So I can't, you know, I'm not even going to complain about them, but I will say that there is one in particular, and, and I know that you read a little bit about Dolly Parton. Cause yes. I, I started working with Dolly when she was, um, when we're a year, our, our ages, we're a year apart. Really? Um, almost exactly <laughs> a year apart. And uh, she, uh, it was 1977. And um, we, I remember 
you'll, you'll read about it in the book, but there's, mm -hmm. a, whole, there's a whole little uh, story about how we came to work together and how it's turned into a, I don't know, 40, 50 year friendship. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she is a person who has her own persona. Yes. And there's nobody that needs to tell her no. what to do. She's because larger than nobody life. Nobody knows better than right. she does yes. about who she is and how she wants to be seen. However, when I met her and the first time that I did her makeup, I, she came in with her makeup all on. And I said, well, hi, I'm Bobby Joy. I'm a makeup artist. And if you need anything, let me know. I already knew. She had her wig on. She had her fit, you know. And I said, and she, she looked me up and down and she said, well, what would you do? And I said, well, I said, I'd just clean you up a little bit. I, I really wanted to wash her face. Right, and do yeah. it again, But I, <laughs> yeah. you know. <clears throat> and, um, and, I, and she said, okay. She, finally, she said, okay. And I worked with her and she wanted my whole makeup box. She wanted mm -hmm. me to get her an entire makeup box with everything in it and all of that. <laughs> and I wound up teaching her how to do her makeup. Right. And so even when I don't, haven't done her makeup, she does a pretty good job yeah. on her own because yeah. she has learned, she chose to learn how. Right. And a lot of celebrities don't do that because they have budgets where somebody can come in and do their makeup for whatever it is they're doing. Right. Issue is when they're not doing it, like with COVID, you can see some of them on TV <laughs> yes, yes. and they don't know what they're doing. No, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Kelly uh, Clarkson, you know, has a talk show. She yes. doesn't want any makeup through it. At all. <laughs> no. You know, she's just gone that way. And, uh, but she has such an exuberant personality, personality you know, that, you yes. know that, that makes up for it. But uh, yes, people are having to do their own hair, their own makeup. makeup. And, it's you know, true. it's, uh, I've actually said this, I, in a, you know, because obviously I'm a podcaster, I've been doing this eight years, and I find people are just more intimate and more friendly, and the, the conversation is always much nicer this way. And now everybody on TV has gone to Zoom, you know, all the talk show hosts and sure. everything else, and they're having to work from their home. We're seeing them more on natural. We're seeing them in their environment. The, the hair and makeup isn't being done, so it's them doing it, and that it's more natural. And I'm also seeing the conversations are more natural. Not, not as scripted. Yes, exactly. Not as scripted, because exactly. They, don't have, they don't have somebody standing there yeah. give, feeding you the lines, you know? Exactly. Or, so. you know, two minutes commercial, you know, that now they can really get into a conversation. Yes. And, and really be candid because there's an intimacy there, you know, because they're coming from their own home. So, yes, they'll go back to the studio. But I think for a lot of people, they're going to miss this, you know, kind of interaction that we have been having. No, I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is I love people and mm. I love being around people because yes. I like the energy that you get from people. And some, you have to be kind of in person in order to feel that. Oh, I, you know, I'll argue on that one because okay. I, I'm feeling your energy right now. I'm, you know, <laughs> energy, uh, energy has no boundaries. It has no barriers. You know, when you have a signature with someone and you connect with them, whether it's in person or not, the only thing in person you are up close and, and yes. that's kind of that a different physical interaction. Mm -hmm. And if you're a toucher and this and that, then yeah. But, you know, it's, I think the energy <laughs> is still there and it's, it's how we engage with it. And, you know, we are looking at a world right now where they're having to go online to do their businesses. They're having to go online oh, yeah. to have those meetings. And it's, it is a different form of energy people are stepping into and a different form of presentation of the way they look. And so a lot of people think, well, I'm on camera. I've got to do more makeup. 
and it isn't the case, is it? Because uh, you need to be more subtle. Yes, and you're also you're up close. You're not you're not looking yeah. at a whole person. Right. You're only, you're only looking at, at shoulders shoulder. and head or whatever. Yeah. Most so. of them are naked from the waist down. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That that was a today on the View. Somebody said that. Oh really? That, uh, <laughs> someone said to to Whoopi. Yeah. Well, we know you're naked on the waist. From the waist. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't cry fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. All these butts running out. <laughs> right. But I think that celebrities, it's a different world of celebrities today, too, than it mm. was, um, I'm trying to think of how many years ago when I started, when I was doing a lot of celebrities. Uh, some of them stuck with me, but I didn't, I didn't freelance anymore. I actually worked with regular ladies, <laughs> you know, yeah. and um, so, but the women were, um, they were able to, um, I would think that they would have been able very well to do this. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people now that do these, um, the nightly shows, the mm -hmm. comedians do great, but some yes. of the other ones, they're a little, you know, they're a little shy. They don't yeah. really have the they same. They don't have the interaction of the audience. And yes, so, you exactly. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it is actually, that's mm -hmm. true. The mm -hmm. audience makes a huge difference. Yeah. That's why on one of the shows, I think it's Bill Maher, they have a fake <laughs> audience, you know, and they, and they keep going into the fake audience. It's kind of cute. Yeah. I love Trevor Noah and, um, you know, cause Me his too. Afro is just growing and growing and growing. <laughs> and it's like, what, what hoodie is he wearing today? You know? And, and, uh, you know, um, but he's at ease, you know, I mean, he's mm -hmm. one of those people that he can make a joke, but I love the, the, the sincerity and the seriousness that he's able to go into cause he's so well balanced and Corbett took a while to get into the new platform there. and now he's settled into it. Yeah. Um, and then some others, you know, just brought their kids into it, made it a family affair. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. and you've got the view and you've got the, the talk and you've got all of that. And it's, uh, and as I said, you know, couldn't get to the hairdressers. They had to cut their own hair. I mean, that's me. I'd be. Ch -ch -ch <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. So, so uh, you, you've got to know yourself though, haven't yeah. you? You have to know yourself. You have to be comfortable with what you can do in presenting yourself and realize you are going, you know, there, that the studio lights aren't on you. Um, you know, but somebody hasn't done your makeup, they're not running out every commercial and tapping you up. You're, on camera here now and, and you can't step off to do something because i'm not doing anything <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is this is what i say it is what it is exactly but what what i wanted to say um the <clears throat> the um the book deals with my, it started out that it dealt with my 20 years working with celebrities mm -hmm. and i have great stories you know in the book of 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 different things not bad stories. You right. know what I mean? I didn't do any ugly stuff. Tell old things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I didn't have, I didn't have to because there was plenty of good stuff good. that I could tell. Which we need. Which yes. we need. But when I started writing it, I thought that was what the book was going to be. But then I realized after starting to write it, that it was really more about all these young women and um, that I was dealing with who had so many insecurities mm -hmm. and had so many difficulties with themselves. And I was so insecure when I was a young girl mm. that I felt it was necessary for me to kind of write about, well, I don't know if it was necessary. It was kind of like going to analysis. Before yes, I knew yes. it, I was writing about yeah. all of this stuff. And I realized I had horrible skin. I had buck teeth. I had a stutter. I had, I thought I was fat. I had big thighs. I wasn't tall enough. You know, mm -hmm. all of those things. And no boys asked me out in high school. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I, I thought that there was def definitely something wrong with me. 
So after having worked with women for so many years, it was so easy for me to start to tell these girls these stories and to help them to understand that we all feel that way at some point in our lives. And it's the getting out of it. Yeah. And this is part of helping you to get out of it. And I was like a therapist. I was even, even a therapist in my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I always think we learn best from the people who have gone through the process. You know, you're mm-hmm. sharing your why, you're sharing your how, you're sharing your courage, you're showing your strength. And all the tools and the skills that you've learned along the way, you're sharing. And for, you know, the best form of mentorship is, is from people that have gone before you. And you learn so much from them. And you may read the whole thing and, and part of it doesn't apply until later. Oh, I read that. You know, Bobby wrote right. that in the book. And that now applies to me in this place and time mm-hmm. in life. And But, you know, it's, it also feels more of a kind of a sisterhood or a brotherhood, whatever we're addressing, of... of um, of knowing somebody else has been out there who's done it as you know somebody else had that awkward moment we look at beautiful people and we think well they must be beautiful no worries in their life nothing and then we have yeah, sure. a biography <laughs> and they were absolutely mm-hmm. scared shootless all the way through mm-hmm. their lives right right and they just learn to kind of uh, you know navigate through it which is we're all trying to do that right navigate through life Yes, um, and I would hope that people, I mean, I don't know a lot of people do, but I would hope that people would feel that it's important to share those things. Yes. Because a lot of people are very, you know, they're very private about their lives. Yes. And it's hard to get in there, you know, for whatever reason. But if if you can share your own experiences, it does help people to open up a lot. And, um... I have the most, I mean, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm retired in the sense that I'm retired from the business. I had three makeup studios and, um, and all of that and, and a makeup line of cosmetics and all that, but I've retired from that. But I still have those wonderful people that I still hear from, mm. you know, that, you know, connect with that I have this great relationship with I think it's so important for women especially to have that oh 100% agree with you mm-hmm. I've got 2,500 collective shows here on, on self-discovery media wow. and you know one of the common denominators is the people who are willing to share and you know some of the things that they're sharing are so personal and so vulnerable and so astonishing and yet you look at who they are today and that willingness to go through the journey, go through the pain, go through the, the struggle and the strife and to become who they are today. Every one of them has said, look, I wouldn't want to repeat that, but that made me who I am today. Well, that's what my husband once said. I told him something that I thought was you know, fairly negative and whatever. And he said, look, you wouldn't be who you are now. Yeah if you hadn't had that experience. Exactly. And I thought that was very gracious of him to look at it in that way. Cause he was only 30 when he said it, you know? So I thought that was, you know, pretty eye opening. Yeah. You know, we're all going to have stuff happen to us in life. It's, you know, what do we do with it? We, we can't choose often what happens to us, No. but what we can choose is how we're going to react to it. And of course there's going to be the initial reaction in life you know, frustration, despair, anger, you know, emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're there for. But the thing is, is, is to tap into the emotions and why they're there at the moment and to deal with them. But don't become emotional about them. Because if anything can age someone very fast, is stress and worry and resentment. 
because that That's just true. shows, doesn't it? Yes, it, it does. It does show. You know, it's really interesting because I know I read a little bit about who you are and what you do or whatever. This book has been so interesting to me. I have four little guardian angels that are sitting mm -hmm. on my shoulder that led me to help me to finish this book. Mm -hmm. And there was one just very quickly that I just want to tell you about. Mm -hmm. She came somewhere. I was, I think I had a hundred pages of, of double spaced, whatever that I had written on my own with a little help from this lovely English lady that, that I adore, who's one of the angels. Mm -hmm. And she turned me on to this woman. Uh, my father was a studio musician. So I grew up kind of in the business. Yes. And um, so she read what I had written so far and she thought it was really worth working on with me, which I thought was lovely. Mm -hmm. And she said, and on another note, she said, Bobby and I have a lot in common. What, what, what could it be? Well, my father was a studio musician. Her husband was a studio musician. My father and her husband were in the same orchestra that opened up the Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas. We know all the same people in common, and we grew up in the same town, in, you know, in, in a, a small little city called uh, Studio City. Um, and it, it was like, how, who, who did that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who's That's, up there orchestrating? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yes. No, no, no! There are no coincidences. There's just that. <laughs> you know, and it's it's being aware of it at the right time when it comes your way, recognizing it and and looking at it as the gift that it is. Well, now I look at it as the gift, and yeah. So now I realize that I have these fabulous four women sitting on my shoulder. I acknowledge it. I love them. It's like I have four new best friends and it's amazing. Like, where did they come from? You know, <laughs> that you were open to receive and, That's and the exactly synchronicity right. of, of meeting. And then I would say when you meet and you have that kind of synergy, you lock your fingers and try to pull them apart. You can't because you're in synergy with each other mm -hmm. and you know, you're that strong together. And it's, it's not for us to question why, it's just for us to appreciate the gift that we're given when we're given. Exactly. It. At this point, I didn't question why. Right. Um, I would have. I think in the past, I probably yeah. would have said, what, you know, what's going on here? Because I remember one time, my father did, worked a lot with um, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and um, Sammy Davis Jr. And cool. whatever. I have three. Yes. And I have <laughs> stories in my book about that. Oh, and then cool, cool. how <laughs> one day I was driving to a studio and I felt like my father was you know, like orchestrating me going to do the same. I was going to the same studios he was going to. Mm. And I wound up working with Mrs. Sinatra, the former Mrs. Dean Martin, and I spent a day with Sammy Davis Jr. And so I felt like, wow, my dad just wanted to make sure that I'm because I he died well, I was 30 when he died mm -hmm. so it was quite it was quite fascinating and so I looked at it as hmm could that be yeah this was more not hmm this was more like I love this yeah. <laughs> thanks dad thank you dad <laughs> right. yeah. showing you a bit of his world right, right. exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly I mean 
what are we in the end? You know, in the end, we are an accumulation of our experiences. We, we are a discovery of our gift. We are the person who stepped into that gift and used it to the benefit of others. And that's really what it's about. And a lot of people go, well, what's makeup got to do with it? You know, you've got to eat healthy, do healthy and reflect healthy. Yes, you've got to do all of that. That's extremely important. But if you don't look healthy, nothing else is going to matter how healthy you are on the inside. And some people just have those complexions that need help. That's and correct. it's okay. You know, we're not looking at the 70s, you know, with the amount of makeup that we are had, you know, the 80s or the punk, you know, right. in, the, yes. in the vein. We're not looking at that. Or the twiggies. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, been there, done all of that. Me, you know? me too. <laughs> it is now about, you know, what, what is your, you know, your baseline for your canvas. And that really does highlight who you are now. And that's really what, what makeup is all about. It's a reflection of who you are now. And it's just kind of, giving people a face that is more reflective on the inside because sometimes the outside weathers the storm in a different way. Absolutely. And especially when you talk about, it's interesting when you talk about complexions because our complexions do change as yes. we age Yes. And, and we do get a little bit more faded out mm -hmm. and whatever. And so we have to add a little bit more of something, but that doesn't mean you have to go back and do your makeup like you did in the sixties. You do your makeup, how, you, how it is for you now, as you said, because otherwise it looks ridiculous. I mean, you look yeah. stupid. I mean, I, I, I know somebody who's 83 and she, a lot of mascara and then the kind of the purple red blush just on the uh -huh. cheek there. Or the, or the, I don't need that because I already have sunken cheeks, but um, uh, the, the line, the brown yeah. lines and the white line here and the, and the pink right here. Yeah, yes. yes I, you know, and it's like stripes. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yes. What yeah. I have to get your opinion on. Sure. Uh, uh, lip liner. Yes. Very important, especially as you get older. It's extremely important because you're, first of all, you lose some of your, the fullness in your lip. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, you can bleed a little bit your lipstick, especially if you wear a darker color lipstick mm -hmm. or you want to wear gloss. You have to be very careful because gloss, when you get older, you can't put it all over your lips. You have to just kind of put it yeah. in, the, in this area a little bit here because otherwise it's going to start to bleed. But a lip liner is going to create the line to help you keep your lips in a form because you kind of lose that shape, yeah. the shape that it either is or it once was. Mm -hmm. just, just a little bit. And I, I like to share these things with, with people. My lips want to go this way. And so if I were to put my lipstick on and it was too much going this way, I would look like Lucille Ball. Okay. <laughs> you know how Lucy used to wear? <laughs> my friend always laughs at me. So when I put my lip, you, wait, I lost you for a sec. Uh, I was say, my oh, friend yeah. always laughs at me because I take my lipstick and it doesn't matter where I am. J -j 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 -j, I don't need a mirror. Um, but you know, the one I thing, Mm -hmm. I don't usually say, use a mirror either. Right, exactly. You just know where your lips are, right? Yeah. Right. But one thing I'll say for the eyeliner, which, you know, is you see some people with the eyeliner and that's all you see. So the eyeliner really should blend in with the lipstick, right? It's an enhancer. But, you know, you're seeing women with even big lips wearing eyeliner and all you can see is kind of the outline of the lips. You know, it's not a blended in. Don't you think the eyeliner should be something that blends in with the lipstick? 
Yeah, the, you mean the lip liner, not the eyeliner. Yeah, the lip liner. Yeah, sorry, liner, right? <laughs> yeah. no, here's the thing. I don't. Yeah, I don't like. I don't think anything on your face should walk in the door before you do. Yes. So that means that's anything. In other words, you want to see a whole human being. You don't want to see lips walk right. in the door or gigantic eyelashes yes. or, you know, you, you want to see a human being. And that's what I've told people, you know, they'll say, well, why, why can't I wear red lipstick? I said, you can, but you have to balance it and you have yeah. to make it a little bit soft and mm -hmm. you have to balance it. You have to have a little bit of eye makeup, not a lot because yes. you don't want to have eyes and lips. You see, I'm wearing like a lighter color lipstick because yeah. I have more eye makeup on. Sometimes I don't wear a lot of eye makeup and then I'll wear a stronger lipstick. Yep. You know, yep. so you have to kind of know those things. Those, yeah. That's all in my book. I, I yeah. did all the, all of the things about you know, don't let your face, I mean, your, your uh, lips walk in the door before yeah. you do. Which, which again, yeah. it's about balance. Yes. You know, well, I mean, isn't it the same thing as my mother was heavy. Okay. So my mother was heavy on top. So my mother wore things on top that were full, but she made sure cause she was short that she wore narrow things on the yes. bottom. You can't wear big baggy bottoms and big baggy tops unless no. you want to look like you're in your pajamas. Yes. So it's a, you're right. It's a matter of a balance as to what works for you. Precisely. And you have to analyze those things. It's not, I mean, we're not talking about brain surgery here. I mean, it's pretty, if you look at uh, people and you, and you can, Find someone that you, that you think looks wonderful and you say, why do they look so good? What is it that mm -hmm. they, what is it about them? Then you, then you know, oh, I see. She's not wearing anything tight around her waist because probably she's got a tummy or something. Yes. But her legs are nice and thin and she's wearing a little bit of a heel so it makes her look long and okay. tall. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just. Know your body. And I mean, my wanted, body is nowhere yeah. near the same as it used to be, you know, especially after COVID and cookies. Right. You know, it's, and the thing is, just don't beat yourself up. Yeah, I know I need to lose a bit of weight, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I've just no. got to dress accordingly. And the thing is, if you can give yourself a waist, because I've got hips, you know, then it gives you more of the hourglass. And it's knowing how to dress for yourself, knowing the makeup that suits you. You know, I have a little eyeliner on just to make sure the eyes pop a little bit more. And mascara, lipstick foundation that's it yes and it, and looks, it's and it going... looks perfect thank you it really i mean it does it looks perfect thank you <laughs> Good and glad I'm doing that right <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but it's knowing your body and and it's funny because um in the 70s was very much kind of you know the bohemian hippie chic and i wore a lot of gypsy type tops and dresses and things like that and they suited i me. did too <laughs> And I'm finding now, you know, the, the, the 90s was kind of going more into the structural clothing or oversized. God, I look at the 90s movies and everything oversized. It did nothing for the woman's body at all. And then the 2000s, early 2000s were kind of, kind of coming back to shapes and stuff. Um, I find it hard to find clothes for me now because they want to take people of my age and my size and make you frumpy. So you've got to be a little bit more adventurous in finding those little stores that will have stuff for you. And I've gone back you know, um, to the gypsy type tops, not today. I had one on earlier for an earlier show, but not today. It's hot here today. I needed something cool on. Yeah, we're um, hot here today. Too. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> it, I, but you've got to dress something that represents who you are and that you're comfortable in, no matter what your size is that, you know, that, that, um, 
matches your personality. That is the important thing, isn't it? Do you know who Iris Apfel is? No. Okay, she is a 97-year-old woman with those big, giant, round oh, glasses. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. she has her own style. Mm -hmm. She's created her own style. She doesn't, she never looks at what other people are wearing. Right. And she has become a fashion icon. Yes. So I always say, you have the opportunity to be creative within your own self. Mm -hmm. and to, to do certain things that make you unique. Yeah. And once I saw Iris and I listened to her and I watched her documentary, which I highly recommend to everybody mm. to, to watch, um, I, I felt like I didn't need to worry so much about the little things, yes. like this hanging neck and yes. the, you know whatever. I felt like... Someone asked her, Iris, have you ever done anything to yourself? And her answer was, no, why would I? Right. You know, she said, this is me. This is yes. my, you know, this is, this is my life. Like all over my face. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And consequently, she's fabulous. Mm. And I thought, that's what this is about. Mm. That we're missing. Because we're, everything is so, you know, about age. And everything is so about youth. And I, and I think it's really interesting when you can look at somebody like her and be inspired. Right. Exactly. You know? um, when I turned 60, I did a show on, you know, women over 60 and how gorgeous they were. And, you know, you're looking at the Helen Murins, uh, the Judy Dentures, the Sophie Lorenz, this, that, et cetera. 20, 30 years, you know, you hit 40 and you were finished in the business. That's and, correct. you know, now we've got people in their 80s still working, wrinkled as hell. And it doesn't matter. I mean, it's because we see the inner beauty in them. We see who they are and every person they bring to their role. And it's just, they're just gorgeous people, gorgeous. And it doesn't matter, the wrinkles are just the experience of life that they have, right? That's and, exactly right. But you look at somebody like, uh, just for an example, like a Nancy Pelosi, she's yeah. eight years old. Yes. And she knows how to put herself together. She exactly. has her own style. And I think it's, you know, I think it's marvelous that she's, you know, like an Energizer bunny just yeah. going. Yes, you know, and uh, the woman that I was talking about before, the lady that's English lady that helped me a little bit with my book. She's a producer, director, agent, manager. I could go on forever, mm -hmm. but she once was asked not that long ago. So, what did you do? And she says, "What are you talking about? I'm still doing it." And <laughs> that is, yes. and that's what yes. it's all about. So when people say to me, "How come you retired?" I said, it's not because of my age, right. because I wanted to do something else. Exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, again, from all the people I've interviewed, especially, you know, 60 plus, is that they've done their job, you know, uh, they were good at it, it was okay, mm -hmm. but now they want to do their passion, right? right. And, and the thing is, is, if you're going to make a job out of the passion, that is the ultimate, right? Love what you're doing, then you'll love who you are and the people will see the love in and around you. Correct. That is correct. You know, when I went to write this book, even though I said, oh, I'm going to write it about the 20 years in television and film and everything, I'm an only child and my parents both died fairly young. So I'm, you know, here I am. And I don't have a lot of relatives. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I wanted to know a, more about my, you know, where I came from and who my relatives were and everything. So I had a very close, my, I was very close to my aunt and luckily um, uh, she lived to be 89. So she did tell us some of it. I wanted to make sure that my children and my grandchildren know where they come from. Right. Who, you know, who I was, who my parents were so that they have a little bit of knowledge of where they came from. Exactly. Well, you know, the, we're made up by uh, our physical DNA, our ancestral DNA, um, you know, our past lifetime DNA. It's all there. It's all hodgepodge together. And, you know, things like Ancestry.com, you know, it, it shows you the hodgepodge that you are from yes. wherever you've been. But then very often we have men, memories and affiliation of something. We go, I, I don't know where I got this from. And it's a throwback from a, a past ancestral DNA or a past lifetime that we bring along with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we have an exuberant mm-hmm. confidence over something. And like, I just know how to do it. You know, it's tapped into the knowingness and you know how to do it. You've probably done it before. And then there's other times that we're just lost and we don't know where to go. And we're not tapped into anything. I have a couple of grandchildren, one in particular, who I'm sure has brought all this stuff in from another lifetime. Because (laughs) how can you be 11 and know everything he knows? It's just like impossible. But the children that we have today are called the indigo children. They're coming in because they're coming in at a higher energy frequency than we did. They've been turning our frequency up now since 2012. And that frequency is awakening of our consciousness and stepping into that consciousness, stepping into kindness, caring and love, collaboration, community, uh, you know, being there for one another in respect and gratitude. And our children are being born at that frequency those grandchildren and they're being born into that and they're yeah. born with a with a with a, a cosmic intellect that is just very very far advanced compared to Without what we are or even compared to what we are as adults yes i totally agree with you <laughs> I, um I, i've never se- i've never quite seen anything like this particular one they're all amazingly yeah. smart and amazingly interesting people you know, yes. but I never, this one, this from, I don't know, another planet. <laughs> yeah, well, we all are. <laughs> We're all from the universe. We're all particles made yeah. up of the material right. from the universe. And this right. is why, you know, we as earthlings are here to actually understand we're a part of the universe and, and that the universe will always be there to guide us and our knowingness. You know, when we are willing to connect mm-hmm. with our soul, to our heart, to our spirit, our minds will know what it needs to know when we need to know it. And, you know, this thing called coincidence isn't a coincidence. It's just the synchronicity of time of when you come and meet people at the right time for the right reason. And it's just that frequencies are coming together to put you on the same wavelength. And the yes. more and more we can get out of our own human arrogance or ignorance, the more and more we'll step <laughs> into that consciousness and actually understand how much more we can be as human beings. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and we can look good being it. To do it, yes. It yes. Good doing it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Or being it. Exactly. I think, you know, so many people have been doing in life, but they haven't been being in life. And I think when you come into yourself and knowing who you are, why you are, love what you're doing, and the outside matches the inside, you're now being it, not just doing it, you know? And the doing it very well, often is kind of the faking it. Well, you do fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. You know, until you become it. 
right? Yes, um, until you become it. And I now at my age, at seventy-five, I feel like I've I've got it. Yes. Oh so, yeah, you've definitely got it, girl. <laughs> I've got it. I mean, I, I you know, but but I had to live through a lot of stuff mm -hmm. to get here. Right. And just like you said, and I think that um, that's why I feel like I need to share it. That's the most important. But that's thing. the reason for your journey. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. for you to share the experiences, for you to share the stories, for you to share the struggles, for you to share the skills. Mm -hmm. That is how we learn. We, we don't want a manual, one step, two step. We want to be inspired by someone's story because that's the invitation to take our own journey. To be inspired, you did what? You did this, you did that. You applied that, you spoke to this person and it did this. And it's like, I'm inspired. So if I'm opened right. up and inspired, I'm going to see the inspirations around me. So it's an invitation for people to look at their own lives and how much more they can be if they just opened up and ready to receive. You know, it's the story of uh, my, a lot of my clients who have said to me, and it, it, can, it can apply to anything really, mm -hmm. but oh, well, you can, you can wear that, I can't. You can yeah. do that, I can't. I've heard that so many times. It's just incredible to me right. how many times I've said, and I say, why? Well, I just can't. And I said, well, that's not a reason. I mean, you, you have to have a reason. The reason is um, my thighs are too big to wear leggings, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe I would do better if I wore, you know, just slacks or something like that. Okay, you gave me a, re you gave me yes. a reason. But yeah. don't tell me you can't. There's right. no, that, that's, that's, I don't want to. Well, that's shutting down, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. yes. all right, I can't wear a skinny little pencil dress. All you're going to get is blah, 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 like a stuffed in mm -hmm. sausage. And it wouldn't compliment me whatsoever. In fact, actually, I got fired from a job way, way back when, when a woman wanted to buy this Angora trouser suit. And she loved the feel of it. And, oh, it's so gorgeous. I've got to have this. And I said, I'm not going to sell it to you. And why not? Why not? And I said, because you're going to put it on again tomorrow and regret buying it. Why? I said, because you love the way you feel in it, but have a look at the way you look in it. It doesn't compliment you. And did she see that? She came back the next day to thank me for not selling it to her. But in the meantime, I'd been fired for not selling it to her. She went to the, the boss over my boss and complained and I got offered his job. And you got offered what? His job. His, his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, karma. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been kind of a trend in my life. Yeah. But I, I, I wanted her to go out feeling the very best she could be. And what she looked at in the mirror was an image of what she wanted to be, but not who she really was. It was mm -hmm. not complimentary to her body. Right. You know, I didn't put any of this stuff into the book, but I have 80 photographs in the book because a lot of it are celebrities and yes. things like that. But then there's a lot of other things as well. But as I said before, when I had my store, I used to dress up and everybody wanted to know what I was wearing. And I would actually post pictures like that. Mm -hmm. And I got a, afterwards, I, oh, I thought I, I thought I heard the door open. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of, um, uh, people angry at me that I stopped doing it. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. You know, because they, that was the way they were able to get inspired to go out yeah. and, you know, and say, I'm going to go to Zara 
Yeah. You know, because everybody can find something at Zara. You know, there's always, and well, how do you shop there? Mm. <laughs> yes. So now I'm thinking that once I start this book, gets going that I will start doing maybe not pictures of myself but ideas yeah. of things like that for women because so many women don't know no well you know you remember that show what not to wear yes and you know and how people would look at this as well I think I look good and then the yes. transformation after and the transformation in themselves and their confidence and who I they used to become. do makeovers like that I did right. I did makeovers um we did hair, makeup, and clothing, mm-hmm. and uh, it was over a two-day period. So we started out with them. We kind of therapized yes, them yes. for a day to get them, you know, ready because we really wanted to to make a, a difference, you know. And it was incredible. I mean, those makeovers were were fascinating, and the people's lives were changed. Right, exactly, because they see mm-hmm. themselves something different. You know, oh, people say, oh, that's just kind of, you know, outside stuff. You know, I, I fully, 100 million percent agree that we need to live from an inside out life. But our outside should be a reflection of our inside. inside. And, that's you know, right. if it's looking like we don't feel confident, if it's looking like that, we're, you know, we, we don't know what to do with ourselves, that's the first impression that people are going to get. Mm-hmm. So all you're doing when you're beautifying people is bringing out their own inner beauty and showing them the beauty that is in on the inside and that how it can be reflected on the outside and they suddenly see themselves for the first time of like I didn't know I could look like that I've heard that many a time Mm -hmm. I've heard that many a time I have incredible makeovers of women that just had no idea yeah they had no idea because it never dawned on them right well, Never thing, done for celebrities or models or things like this, it's not them. Yeah, right. Who are they? Exactly. You know, and it's like, you know, people say to me, "Do you interview celebrities?" And I said, "Everybody I interview is a celebrity. I'm <laughs> celebrating who they are and That's what true. they have to share." Right? Yeah, are they in the media? Well, we're all in social media. You know, there's a more even playing field today. Yeah. Right? right. And you know, just because you're a celebrity yeah. doesn't mean you have anything interesting to say. No. No. <laughs> No, and, I, and I've interviewed some, you know, TV stars and musicians. I've got a weakness for musicians, you know, because the uh, thing about a musician, they're already in passion. They're already in love with who they are, You're what they're absolutely doing. Absolutely, 100% correct. Yes, and, and the thing is what you're getting out of them, you know. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Just, you know, the music that you're getting out of them, the passion that you're getting out of them is just oh, a guilty pleasure, most certainly. And then for a lot of other people, it, it's like I'm on my journey into discovering who I am. But one thing I have found, which is really, really encouraging, because we've never, ever in the history of time seen such an aging population as baby boomers, right? And mm-hmm. we've never seen people of our age step up into our beauty step into productivity step you know keep stepping up we're not in the rocking chair knitting those days are over you know we're out there doing something and that's the beauty of it is Mm -hmm. is so we're not looking at age as the barrier anymore we're looking at is like what else can we do how we're not but i don't know if men have gotten there yet but no But we have. <laughs> we have, yes. Well, we always know women get her ahead, right? They'll right. lag on behind. <laughs> but it's interesting to see how men have stepped more 
into their vanity. And I'm not talking about ego vanity where they, you know, oh, no, 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 I, I agree. Them. But mm -hmm. talking into kind of the skincare and taking care of the nails, making sure the hair is looking good, presentation of themselves. And we're seeing this, that, oh, this is not a gay thing or a sissy thing. This is a way of me honoring who I am and what I'm doing and taking care of myself. And it's correct. And stepping up and doing that. I had, an, I had a goodly amount of men that came to me, uh, you know, and, and the way to call it was grooming. Yes. Yes. And it was usually their eyebrows that I, I was w working with. Because men, as, especially as they get older, they get really <laughs> wild and crazy eyebrows. <laughs> and their wives are the one that bring them in and said, you have to take care of this. Because, you know, they're, they're, they're wending their way over their glasses, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, yes. And then once I start doing them, they realize that it's, this is not, you know, a, 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 a girly thing no you know then no. then they're open to it and they're fine with it it's the best foot forward isn't it mm -hmm. yes and but, you know I worked with men like like Paul Newman and mm -hmm. Robin Williams and men that were Tom Jones right. and you know already people, gorgeous <laughs> yes already gorgeous but I'm saying but they were men that knew that that was part of what they had to do that yeah. was part of I mean their face was their industry right Right. It was exactly. their sex appeal. And, you know, now you're looking at the sex appeal where a guy in his 50s can be gray haired and can be lined and he's still considered sexy. Mm -hmm. God help us if we're gray haired and lined at that age. You know, there's still that double standard. We're over the hill. But as women who are getting there are saying, uh, uh, we're not finished and you ain't pushing us out. No, and I also think there's so many women that have this beautiful gray hair mm -hmm. that, see, I don't have the complexion for it. I have the gray hair. Right, yes. <laughs> I have the complexion for it. No, I was surprised when I did because I started getting this kind of white hair and everything. Yeah, it's and, really, really nice. It's really great. And it just kind of goes with my complexion, which I didn't expect it to, but yeah. Yes, um, yours does. And I, my husband, is, his hair is white mm. and he has like a ruddy complexion, so it looks really, really good. Mm. Um, but uh, there are women who have beautiful gray hair and they don't, they haven't cut it in a you know, little yeah. short old lady do yes and you know and they've got some of them have great hair and you see them in commercials even yes and they look fabulous yes i have a girlfriend like that who is 66 looks fantastic in a bikini um she's got very strong features and so you know obviously the features there have how big bone kind of get a little sunken for the age but she still mm -hmm. looks fantastic because her skin looks radiant and she's her hair has gone completely white and it's mm -hmm. thick and full she oh. looks stunning stunning yeah that makes a difference. It does. It, it does. does. It makes a difference. That's why I say, if you're going to do the other, if you're going to do it, then a little lipstick, a little yes. blush, yeah. something. Something. To pep you up. Yeah, exactly. You know? And, you know, um, I think one of the things that we're definitely getting over is apologizing for getting older. Apologizing for saggy boobs or saggy arms or saggy butts. You know, it's like... We all age, we all get round, you know, we all gather a little weight along the way. It's part of the process. And you, you look at some people and they have wonderful figures at, at their age. And a lot of it is maybe genetic or they really worked on it. Um, you know, they're sporty or this and that. Again, if it's not who you are, don't beat yourself up. You know, as long as you exactly. are healthy and as long as you are happy, that really is, is absolutely the that's thing. it. That's, that's everything. I remember the first time my granddaughter said to me, Granny, you got those, those floppy, floppy, floppy arms. Yep. Yep. 
I've got them. Can I pl- can I play with them? <laughs> <laughs> you can take them away if you like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. See, that's when it comes into. Are you, do you want to show them or do you want to start wearing something to your elbow? <laughs> right, which, which according to the situation, I mean, right now I'm sleeveless and, and, you know, the thing is I've got the floppy arms. If I'm cooler this way or I'm wearing that way or I have things that I get that are, you know, to the elbow, which I, I really like as well. But if I go around being self-conscious over my arms or over this, over that, that self-consciousness is going to show. If I go around being accepted of who I am, in, in the shape that I'm in and the That's age true. that I'm in. And then people don't see me, you know, kind of being at odds with myself. They just see Sarah. Good thought. Right? I'll have to remember that when I'm looking at my floppy arms. <laughs> <laughs> I know so many people of any age that have worked out like crazy to get rid of the floppy arms. And it's just one of those things that's right. Much go as you get old. I, I do know that, that right? it is true that you yep. can't, that it's almost impossible because it's a lot of it is your skin. Yes. You know, and yes. the skin helps to ho- hold things up and yes. you can't do that. And it know? stretches over time. <laughs> Like everything else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everything goes south. Right, so, exactly. Um, I was watching a movie um, the other day with Queen Latifah, and she was playing the, uh, the live performer in the 30s, a blues singer called Jessie Smith, and on her life and uh, her impact that she had. And there is a scene there where she's actually sitting naked looking in the mirror. And I was kind of thinking, you know, you don't need to do that. That scene didn't need to be there. But then looking at her, look at herself with confidence, and, you know, she's, she's not a skinny woman. You know, the boobs aren't all perky. No, but, but she looks looking, fabulous. But looking at herself naked in, in the way she was and seeing herself, confident, sexy woman, that's really what it's about. It doesn't, we've got this attitude that everything has to be tight, perky, and, you know, Kadassini in order to be sexy. No, uh, Mae West was definitely a very voluptuous woman (laughs) right and she was the sex appeal of her time Mm -hmm. and the our sensuality is in our exuberance for life right exactly absolutely 100 percent. and that's probably the reason why um it was important for me to share that with Mm. women yes you know i mean men have read my book i mean i've sent it out to a few of my male friends, right. you know, my cousin and whatever. And they loved it. But I'm, but I wanted women to hear this stuff that we're talking about. Right. I really did. It was very important to me. You know, this, um, in my way. There's a young um, woman I, I interviewed that is transgender. Um, so <clears throat> she's become a woman. And she does pageants and this and that. But about her own admittance, it's like, I'm having to learn how to dress as a woman. I'm having to learn how to do my makeup and my hair. And, oh, you yeah. Know, and I've worked with transgender. I've right. worked with transgender women. Yes, it, I mean, it's hard for them because they're inclined to go overdo it and don't realize that less again is more. The subtlety, highlight your best features. Um, I'm glad you said you've worked with them because I think we've oh, yeah. seen it more and more and more today. And they're at a loss because there aren't many people addressing them. That's true. And then there's some of them that are just too embarrassed yes. to ask. Yes. And I, that makes me really sad. I mean, I offered somebody that I knew and I offered and I said, look, I, let me help you and whatever. And they just were too, I think, just embarrassment, if nothing else. Yes. That's a shame, too, yeah. because you go that far. Come on, you go that far. Let's do it the whole way. Right. 
and you know you have that uh, RuPaul thing um, which is great fun etc uh, but they're all wearing makeup extraordinaire and it's not the daily makeup you know and, so that's that's a different kind that that's yeah. for show yes that's show business yeah. makeup yeah and exactly. that's completely different and I think it confuses a lot of transgender who are kind of going well do I have to look like that I can't carry well, they that off. They, have to, go, they, think they yeah. have to go overboard yeah. or people will still think that they look like men. Yes. And that's part of the problem. Right. And this gentle, soft way is so much better. I have a beautiful picture. Unfortunately, she died mm. from one of the surgeries that she had. Oh. She had a heart attack. She didn't die from the surgery. She died. She had a heart attack and died. Mm. But she was stunning. When we got through doing her makeup, she was stunning. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, her hair, she let her hair grow. She put extensions in. She looked amazing. I mean, she really did. But, um, you know, it was hard. It was hard for her. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, it's even though more and more we're seeing, you know, transgender and, and kind of more mm-hmm. and more equality, it's still very hard for them. And, you know, the more support they can get on beauty tips and, and support and, you know, like, hey, we're women and we're still trying to navigate it. You know, That's we don't exactly expect right. it. Yes. adventurous, try things, you know, and uh, come into how does it make you feel? Can you look at your makeup? Can you look at the way you're dressing and go, you know, this is me. I feel good in this. I feel confident in this because it's representation of me. And, and what you have to do is play around with things until you get to that space where you can go, I'm okay with this. Yes. Uh, and some people can never get there. No. For whatever reason, maybe because they've been torn down so yeah. much by others, their parents or whatever, that they just don't, they can't find that and they're not. And I always say, you know, it's like a turn of a screw to change your thought process. Yes. You, know what I mean? you really, yes. you have to want to, but you just kind of tweak it just a little bit and you can look at the world in a different way. It's kind of like when you, when you have a light shining on you and the light is, is like a, a blue light and then you can turn it and it becomes pink. Yes. It could be the difference between looking eh and looking really beautiful. Right. You know? And yes. it's just that little turn of the screw. So, yes, in exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's going to stop, people, right? Some people, some people can't do it. They just, no. it, It's just un- unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, you can't help anybody that's not ready to be helped. We've right. got to understand we have to help ourselves. And, you know, they, they say the teacher will come when the student is ready. So, you know, if you're unhappy with yourself, you've got to be willing to take the journey to, right. to discover who you really are and what your beautiful gift is here on this earth. And that means you've got to be willing to listen and learn from your guiders around you because they will lead you on that path. But if you're yes. not willing to listen and learn and apply, then you are not going to grow. And that's just the way it is. That's true. Agreed. So <laughs> they can get the book where? Okay, so you can get the book, uh, www.bobby, B-O-B-B-E, joycosmetics.com. And in a couple of weeks, you'll be able to get it, get the ebook and uh, on Kindle and on uh, Nook. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for now, I don't even have the book. The book <laughs> is on a truck. I thought it was coming today. Um, so it's okay. Probably- I have a picture of it. It's going to go up here on YouTube. Yeah. And of course, people just have to come in and put your name under selfdiscoverymedia.com and put in your name. And, uh, and it will show your show page with all your audio, your video, and your book, and all of your links and everything else. So 
And I, I have a question for you. <coughs> can I put this on my website? 100%. You can do it just as an audio, just as a video, or as the entire link. Absolutely. Because I have stuff that's on YouTube and whatever also. And um, I put some of it on my, on my website. So that's, it's great to know that I can do that because I will share that with everybody because I'm, I'm really like a, a Facebook and, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, all you're those a virgin things. podcaster. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm so honored to be your first. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This has been lovely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, I really appreciate it too. You know, I mean, a lot of people think makeup is just vanity and it isn't. It's just an extension. It's like, you know, the clothes that we put on ourselves aren't just to clothe ourselves. They're to be a representation of who we are and our style. And that's the same with makeup. It's the same with hair. So you've got to exactly. remember, it's not just, you know, mm-hmm. one package. You've got to attend to the all. Right. And, I and raise it. some eyebrows in a different way. And ra- yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm raising eyebrows both ways. <laughs> yeah. We don't want the one eyebrow going questioning. We want both uh, eyebrows. No, wow. no, no. <laughs> no, we won't do that. <laughs> right, exactly. Both eyebrows going, wow, lady, you look yeah. good. <laughs> Listen, well, I'm, so lucky, I'm lucky that I have the eyebrows that I have, you know, yes. because, you know, even I did the let's get them all taken out yeah. and whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as you can see, mine are very thin uh, and they're very short. So, but, you know, they are what they are. <laughs> pencil, taupe pencil. Taupe pencil. I have to look for that because I've been for looking blondes. for something. Taupe. Okay. Right. Okay. Good. Thank you. I <laughs> will welcome. be purchasing some taupe pencil and see if okay. I can get some eyebrows back. <laughs> Good. Good. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much, Bobby. Thank this has you. been wonderful having you here. And remember, folks, it's the entire package of you, inside and out. The outside must reflect the in, the inside must reflect the out. And it's okay to place some value on yourself, some importance on yourself, and to be as beautiful as you can be inside and out. It's not about conceited uh, vanity. It's about loving yourself and showing it to everyone else. So until next time, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.